Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's episode, we are talking with a close friend of mine, Melissa Van Fossen. Last year, she had a scary health experience, and it is believed to be related to her hormonal birth control. She is sharing her experience with us today. This is the sixth episode in our discussion on contraceptives. Before we get started, I am super excited to announce a project I've been working on. I am now offering intimacy coaching calls. To snag your free 20-minute call to help improve your intimacy, go to intimacy.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. I cannot wait to connect with you. All right, so let's jump right into this week's episode. I have Mel or Melissa Van Fossen here with me today, and I am super excited for her to share her story with us. She is a really good friend of mine and a travel partner in crime. She is going to tell us all about her experience as a hormonal birth control user and how it has affected her life. I think you're going to learn a lot from this episode, and it'll definitely give you something to think about when making your decision about what birth control option is right for you. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump in and hear all about Mel's experience with hormonal birth control. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mel. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a 40-year-old single female. I am a social worker. I've been doing the same job with Children's Services for 16 years now. I have my master's in social work. I am very passionate about domestic violence. Like A lot of people don't understand it, but it's something that I love and I've gone through a lot of training for this. So it's something that I really try to incorporate daily with my work. I travel a lot. We are definitely travel buddies. We do adventurous things. We went skydiving last year together for our friend's birthday. And I have, she is a two-year-old black lab. She's crazy, uh, but she's definitely my baby. She's been with my parents right now for, gosh, since about May, because I was supposed to travel, but then, you know, I was sick with COVID and then just everything else has gone on. So I'm hoping to get her back um, in a couple of weeks once I'm done with Cancun. Yeah, Mel and I always have a lot of fun. Our skydiving trip was one of the best trips ever, and I cannot wait to do that again. I love that video. Every time I see the video, I, I will have to repost that video for you guys to see, but it is absolutely hilarious. I just reposted it the other day because everybody always says like how funny it was and like people were like crying, they were laughing. So I said, hey, everybody, here's, it's been a year now, have fun with this video again. And people were still saying I laughed just as hard this time as I did the first time. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. So tell us a little bit about what happened last year. It was like a Monday or Tuesday evening. I can't remember. And I was sitting on my couch and I started to have pain on like on my left chest side. Every time I took a deep breath in, it hurt really bad to take a deep breath. I had to kind of keep resituating myself on the couch because of this pain. Some of the pain was going down my left arm. I honestly thought at that point that it was just really bad indigestion or heartburn. Like even though I've never had it that bad and I didn't even have anything spicy that night, I just was like, well, this must just be, you know, something with heartburn. 
I remember going to bed that night and I just couldn't get comfortable at all. I was, you know, every time I take a breath, it hurt the pain in my chest and down my left arm. I remember actually crying at one point because I was in so much pain, but I just, I, you know, I, I kind of just chalked it up. I remember waking up throughout the night just because I couldn't sleep because the pain and I took some, oh, I think I chewed some Tums and then took some Advil and the pain subsided some. And I remember waking up in the morning and going to work and the pain initially in the morning wasn't terrible, but throughout the day it started to get worse. So I ended up calling my doctor and telling them, you know, the symptoms that I had. And she's like, you need to get to the emergency room right away. So I went to the emergency room and they did some testing and found out that I had the blood clot in my lung. They wanted to take me by ambulance, but I asked if I could just drive. I didn't really want to pay the pay the bill for an ambulance ride. So can I just drive? And she said, if you sign this letter and promise that you go straight there, I'll let you drive. So I drove and then they kept me overnight at the hospital. And then, yeah, I was on a blood thinner for six months after that. I went and... I ended up seeing a specialist and they kind of wanted to see, you know, she just kind of went through a bunch of different information to try and figure out if it's something that I needed to be on blood thinners for longer than the six months or kind of what she was thinking. But ultimately she felt that my factors were being on birth control and then like having halo affect migraines. And she felt that I could either do, the medication for three months, or I could do it for six months, kind of, she was leaving it up to me. So I just, you know, I decided to do the six months of the blood thinner, I guess, just to be more cautious than less cautious, even though she didn't seem to be real worried about it. So for those of you that don't know, a blood clot in the lung is called a pulmonary embolism or a PE, and it can be very dangerous. Blood clots are one of the most dangerous potential complications of taking birth control. And if left untreated, a pulmonary embolism has a mortality rate or death rate as high as 30%. Now, if it's diagnosed and treated, the mortality rate goes down to about 8%, but they are very dangerous. So when you had your PE, they didn't determine any other risk factors for developing a blood clot. Is that correct? No. Thankfully, I'm a healthy individual. I don't have any family history of that to my knowledge. And they really, even I went to my family doctor and I went to the specialist and they really just felt that it was the hormonal birth control. And the specialist then asked, was asking me some more information about my headaches. And she wanted to know, did I ever have the halo effect with them? And I said, yeah. And she's like, those are your two factors really, because I'm not a smoker. I hadn't had surgery or anything like that. So they really just felt it was the birth control and the halo effect. Migraines was the two biggest factors for me. Yeah, so some of the common risk factors for developing blood clots would be a family history of blood clots or clotting disorders such as factor five, Leiden, prior history of blood clots, being a smoker, high blood pressure, like Mel mentioned, surgery, Pregnancy also increases your risk of blood clots and cancer. So what kind of birth control were you on at this time? 
God, I had been on birth control for so long. Like I started birth control back in, it was either middle, middle school or high school because my periods were so heavy and so painful. So that's why initially I got on it. So I really had been on birth. I've never stopped birth control at that point from when I was on it in middle school to high school, all the way up until, well, I guess I was 39 at the time. And so I was on a hormonal birth control pill. I had never done the shot. I had never done any other kind of birth control. I always took the pill. And like I said, I have, I never, there was never a period of time that I ever stopped taking the hormonal pill. So it was estrogen based. And even though it was a low dose, the low dose of the hormones, I still had been on it for, I think it was like, I calculated like 23 years I was on the birth control. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. And honestly, I get it. I've been on hormonal birth control now for about 15 years. So it is kind of a long time to be on birth control if you think about it and on one medication. So to help our listeners get a better understanding of the risk of developing a blood clot with birth control, especially the combined estrogen progesterone products, the risk is only about 0.0003 0.0003 to 0.001%. So it's actually a very small risk of getting a blood clot. However, it is possible. So since this, were you allowed to go back on combined birth control or what are you doing now for birth control? So that is something that I talked with my family doctor and the specialist about and just kind of wanted, and I even went to the gynecologist, my gynecologist too. I really wanted as much education as possible to determine how, how I was going to proceed. Cause my biggest worry was, was I going to have super painful and heavy periods again? Cause like I said, I hadn't been off of birth control cause of that. That's the reason why I was on it initially. So that was one thing that I was worried about. So I was off birth control. I was off for the good six months when I was on the uh, blood thinner. And I just, like I said, talked to my family doctor, talked to my gynecologist, talked to the specialist, just to kind of get as much information as possible to make an educated decision on how I wanted to move forward. Initially, I wasn't on it. I think even a little bit past the six months, I didn't get on anything. And then I decided I was going to do the copper IUD. Mainly my thing is, since I am sexually active, I wanted to make sure that I did have, you know, something. So with the copper IUD, there's no hormones in it at all. So again, I was still worried with this decision, how my periods were going to be and how my pain was going to be. But thankfully, now that I've had that in, I've had it for, well, so I've had it a year, if not a little less, I can't remember exactly. And it's been fine. I mean, initially periods were super heavy and somewhat painful, but now things have definitely evened out. And I think my hormones have finally evened themselves out too. Since I was on birth control for so long, my hormones were so out of whack once I got off the birth control. My body had a hard time adjusting, I would say. I definitely saw a lot of, not problems, but just different concerns and different things with my body trying to adjust to no hormones in my body like that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the things that I have kind of done a little bit of research on 
knowing that I wanted to kind of come off of my birth control pills and the in the flow book that I've mentioned a couple of times does talk about how to help your body adjust to coming off of birth control and adjust those hormones. So you might actually really like that book. I know you've already dealt with it, but you may really like that book. So now having had a blood clot and dealing with the potential side effects of birth control, how has that impacted your life? Initially, it's kind of funny, like, I didn't even take it that serious initially. Like, I I think it finally hit me after a friend of mine actually was passed away of a blood clot to her lung. And I, I look at that and I just thank God that I I was able to catch it in time and I had enough symptoms that made me go to the doctor. So, and you know, I... I if I ever get pain on my left side of my chest or like in my arm, it does definitely make me worry. Like, am I, do I have another one? If I have weird pains on my legs, it worries me, but long-term it definitely has not impacted me. My, at this point, like I said, I just definitely thank God that I was able to have the symptoms and get to the hospital before anything more happened. But I just, you know, it's weird to think that it happened to me. Yeah, I'm just so thankful that I'm still here to even talk about it, really. Yeah, I am so thankful you were able to catch it early and seek help and kind of identify those symptoms that were like, hey, this doesn't feel right. What's going on? You would be amazed at how many times people experience similar symptoms and brush them off, similarly to what you did at the beginning. But I am so thankful you got help early. Now, having gone through all of this, is there anything you would like the listeners to know? I guess my biggest thing is educate yourself and talk to your doctors. If you don't go to the gynecologist regularly, I definitely think you should do that. I've always been one to have my annual, you know, exams. I've always been one to have, um, if I have any issues, I always go to my doctor and I definitely talk to her a lot and share. So make sure that you're talking to your doctor and thinking about these kinds of things. Yeah, and you know that the whole point of the last couple of episodes has been to talk about the different options available and to help the listeners make a more educated decision about their health and what is best for them and their body. And it's hard. There are a lot of options. There are a lot of potential outcomes from any decision. And pregnancy or unplanned pregnancy come with their own risks as well. So Mel, Thank you so much for joining and sharing your story and helping other women become more aware. With this episode, my goal is not to scare any of you listening, but it is just to help you be more aware of the risks. Everything has risks, and in medicine, we frequently have to determine if the risks outweigh the benefits. And the risk of having a blood clot with pregnancy is actually greater than the small risk of getting a blood clot when using hormonal birth control options especially if you have no risk factors. So that is something you always have to keep in mind as well. Pregnancy has its own risks and you have to determine what is best for you and your body. Now, one other thing I wanted to touch on is that hormonal birth controls do have other side effects as well. And one of the common complaints I hear is the effect on sex drive or libido. For some, it kills it. For others, it improves it. Another common side effect I hear about is depression, migraines, changes in vaginal discharge, potentially causing vaginal dryness, and so many more. So there are other potential side effects when using hormonal options, 
But at the end of the day, I want to empower you to make the best decision for you at this current time in your life. And that decision can change over time as well. So thank you so much for joining us today, Mel. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. This podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones. Have you heard about her quarterly subscription box, The Sexy Box? The next shipment goes out September 15th. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss the hottest subscription box out there. Each box is valued at more than $100 and includes some of the top-selling products. Check out the link in the bio to get yours today. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.